With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of the perks of being a wallflower. Dear friend, I haven't really talked to anyone outside of my family all summer. But tomorrow is my first day, and I really want to turn things around this year. You know, they say if you make one friend on your first day, you're doing okay. Hey, freshman toad! Come on, hop! Let's move it, boys! If my English teacher is the only friend I make today, that would be sort of depressing. So, Charlie, this is what fun looks like. Welcome to the island of misfit toys. Do you like football? Love it. Be aggressive! Passive aggressive! What is she doing? Don't worry, she does it all the time. Do you think if people knew how crazy you really were, no one would ever talk to you? Come on, let's go be psychos together. So what are you going to do when you get out of this place? I really want to be a writer, but I don't know what I'd write about. You could write about us. Call it Slut and the Falcon. Make us solve crimes. <laughs> C-minus, ladies and gentlemen, I am below average. Below average! Below average! Why do I and everyone I love pick people who treat us like we're nothing? We accept the love we think we deserve. You see things, and you understand. You're a wallflower. I didn't think anyone noticed me. I know there are people who say all these things don't happen. I know these will all be stories someday. But right now, we are alive. And in this moment, I swear, we are infinite. All right, everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for The Perks of Being a Wallflower. The story is as follows. Socially awkward teen Charlie is a wallflower, always watching life from the sidelines, until two charismatic students become his mentors. Free-spirited Sam and her stepbrother Patrick help Charlie discover the joys of friendship, first love, music, and more, while a teacher sparks Charlie's dreams of becoming a writer. However... As his new friends prepare to leave for college, Charlie's inner sadness threatens to shatter his newfound confidence. The film is starring Logan Lerman, Emma Watson, Ezra Miller, May Whit- Whitman, Kate-, Kate Walsh, Dylan McDermott, Joan Cusack, and Paul Rudd. It is written and directed by Stephen Chbosky. Here to join me today for this Patreon podcast review, I have Nicole Ackman. Hi, everybody. Lauren LaMagna. Hello, hello. And Casey Lee Clark. Hello. All right. Everyone ready to go back to high school?
<laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know if this movie reflects any of your high school experiences. I know that for myself, it, while it's not, you know, exact, I did find a lot to appreciate in this movie when it came out back in 2012. And I can honestly say that nearly 10 years later, I actually have found more to appreciate on this latest rewatch for this film. We're, of course, rewatching it not necessarily for this look back on the past, uh, per se, or for its 10th anniversary, but we're watching it in the lead up for Chabosky's newest film, Dear Evan Hansen, which is releasing this weekend. And Perks of Being a Wallflower is interesting because this was a book that he wrote and he also adapted the screenplay, uh, directed the film. It does not stand technically as his directorial debut. That would actually be for the four corners of nowhere. Uh, but Perks of Being Wallflower was really like kind of an introduction, if you will, to for a lot of people, not just to uh, Stephen Jabosky's work, but also to Ezra Miller. Uh, Logan Lerman certainly got a, a pretty big uh, boost in his career from this. And also, this was a turning point for Emma Watson, who had been playing Hermione uh, Granger for many, many years in the Harry Potter series. And so this was a chance for her to do something different as well. The film premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival, and it went on to make 30... 33? Yeah, like about $33 million or so overall. It's definitely has its fans out there. I also know some people who really do not like this movie either, uh, which I'm interested to maybe dissect with you all a little bit as to why people may not. But I have a feeling that everyone here is pretty positive for the most part. So let's kick it off first with Nicole Ackman. Nicole, what did you think of the perks of being a wallflower? So the book, The Perks of Being Wallflower, is one of my favorite books of all time. Uh, it's one that was really important to me whenever I was in high school. And this movie came out, as you said, in 2012, uh, which was my senior year of high school. Mm. Uh, so it was good timing. I also, at that point, already had uh, quite a bit of a crush on Logan Lerman. And Emma Watson has been one of my favorite actresses since I was young. So I was so excited for this movie and so nervous that, uh, you know, about it because whenever you love a book or something like that, that's getting adapted so much, it, it can feel a bit nerve wracking, uh, because if they do it wrong, then you're going to know. And I was obsessed with this movie whenever it came out and I've watched it many times throughout the years. I will say I rewatched it earlier today and I'd not seen it in a couple of years. Um, and it does, I think as you get older, affect you differently. But at the same time, I was still very affected by it. I cried multiple times. I think that this is such a brilliant adaptation of the novel for obvious reasons. Uh, and I also really think it's a really strong movie. I really love coming of age stories and I, this is one of my favorites. And I think that the performances are all around really great. And it's the kind of movie that like this doesn't really reflect my high school experience that much. I wish uh, I had had <laughs> in some ways more of this experience that we see sort of the good parts of it. But I definitely remember those those feelings of, you know, being with my high school friend group. And also sort of being at that age where you're starting to figure out what relationships are and what they mean and the ways in which they go wrong. And I think that there's so 
much in this movie that is um, really beautifully done and, and handled. I actually think fairly delicately um, in in a good in a good sense. So it's it really still is one of my favorite movies of all time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star. This is Death Ready. of a Film Star. And Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs. All right, kicking us off strong here. Next up, let's hear from Lauren LaMagna. So I'm going to start again with the book. Um, This book has been a big part of my adolescence, I guess. I knew that cover. I didn't read the book until I was in college, but I knew what that cover was, and I knew that everyone was reading it, and I was aware that this film was being made. And I think in 2012, I was maybe a freshman in high school. So I was on the opposite end of the spectrum. So I was where Charlie was at in his life. And I didn't see it until like a couple years later. I think I was watching it with my mom. It was just on TV one day and I just decided, okay, we should finally watch it. And what always struck, what struck about the film to me watching it back a couple days ago was that there's like a timeless factor in it. Yes, it has a certain timestamp and you know like what decade of America this takes place in. But just with the universal themes of what's going on with these characters and the stories that are going on, it does seem very timeless over how this is what life is like for someone who's, you know, 15 to 18. And I think that's really cool. And I was nervous when I found out that the author, that Stephen Chomsky was not only writing and directing it, because when the author is directly involved in the adaptation process, it normally becomes, I normally don't favor those films because they don't really know what to pick and what to leave out. Because, you know, I think the reader's relationship with the book is much more intimate and personal than an audience's relationship to a film. But I think Chomsky is one of those rare forms where he really understood the art of adaptation he knew how to adaptate this piece and I think he did it really well and I personally had a similar high school experience I was in a a drama high school and I was in a drama program so it was just me and a bunch of misfits I definitely had you know that car moment um, that we probably stole from this movie and it was great I recommend it (laughs) and there is something universal and visceral about hearing some of these lines of dialogue for the first time or reading these lines for the first time where it did move me as a young child if you scroll through my instagram you'll probably find a black and white photo with a quote from it or something but i think 
it can touch any young person and it could also touch older people as we grow up and go through this life. And I think it's a really good film that really understands the adaptation process from one medium to another. Yeah, I agree in regards to how densely layered uh, it is and how much it focuses on character, inner emotion, and how it's able to bring that out uh, in this film here in that adaptation, like you said there, Lauren. Casey Lee Clark, what do you think? So this is one of my favorite books. I read it twice in high school. The first time I read it was my freshman year of high school. And I was very much the Charlie. I had started to hang out with this group of kids who were a couple older and like, you know, had a car and we would like drive around and hang out. And I still felt like the shy little kid, like, hoping that they found me cool and they recommended me this book. And like, this is the music we listened to. It was like a whole thing. And then I reread it right before the movie came out. And at that point, that was the summer before my junior year of high school. And I had just gotten out of like a bad relationship. And so I felt more of like identity with the Sam character of like, you know, the toxic relationship and kind of also trying to find yourself. And then I saw the movie and I loved it. I felt like a lot of the things that I had visualized from the book came to life. I think the performances, a lot of them are just so great. I love the look of it. Even still, it has such this warm glow about it. It's very well framed. It's what it's better shot than it has any right to be. And I think that that other films of its kind should take note. <laughs> um, I love the soundtrack so much. I very much was that moody kid listening to Asleep by the Smiths in my room. <laughs> um, but even then, like, I think the book and the movie, by extension, were the first things that really, that I was exposed to that dealt with a lot of these themes, like about mental health and relationships and sexuality. And I think that it was a way of, like, kind of showing me the world through these characters. And now I think when I watch it, I have this, like, tinge of nostalgia both of reading the book and being such a fan of it in high school and of my own high school experience and like picking up on the things that I don't even think I would have picked up on at the time that I related to because I was in it and didn't really think about it whereas now like I lately I've been very nostalgic for like high school not in a way that I want to go back but in a way of like oh you were so young oh sweetie <laughs> and so I, yeah, I don't think the movie's perfect, but I still really love it. And I, I think it's very pure and genuine. And I think that it all comes from a good place. And like Nicole said, I think it handles a lot of its topics very delicately. And I feel like at the end of the day, I feel like there's a lot of coming of age films, but I feel like there's few that I think hit this nerve in that way. So I did not read the book. So sorry to break up that. <laughs> streak that we had going there i've read very few books in retrospect so it says a lot that i read this one. it is a very fast read yeah but i did see this movie when it came out originally and i admittedly have not watched it uh since then i don't know why because i remember liking it but watching it again here i was really profoundly impacted by it in a way that i did not expect I did get quite emotional watching it this time around. I found myself, to Casey's point, really reflecting back on a nostalgic, in a nostalgic way, 
about the past and kind of viewing through these characters uh, a certain perspective and lens that I really genuinely wish that I had back when I was, you know, younger, 14, 15 years old, as opposed to when I saw it when I was 22 uh, and, you know, now at 31. So it's been it's been very interesting because I do feel that a lot of high school stories are not handled with the same level of sensitivity and dramatic heft as this film is. And that to me is a type of balance that I find to be all the more fascinating. I, I do have some issues with the film and I can also understand uh, issues that are not necessarily mine, but ones that have been leveled at this movie over the years. All I'm going to say in regards to that is if you think this movie mishandles the way that it talks about depression, mental health, and a few other, uh, you know, thorny uh, topics, then boy, oh boy, get ready for Dear Evan Hansen <laughs> because <laughs> you want to talk about mis- mishandling. Well, you see why they hired Chbosky to direct that. I- 100%. Oh, they were like, we got another story about a, a high school boy with depression (laughs) what they don't get is this is the better version of that obviously it's a different story but a lot of themes and you know to a certain extent his follow-up film to this that he did in between wonder it's not a kid in high school but there are still some similar themes that uh that chabosky's playing with here so I, i totally understand why he was hired to do this job But this film, though, is truly on another level. Hey, everyone. Sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our Patreon podcast review of The Perks of Being a Wallflower here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full review, you will have to head on over to our Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get the rest of this review and other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.